I kind of feel like I'm surrounded by Dutchies for this edition of the <laughs> KTM Summer Grill. Greg Rust and Andrew Van Leeuwen with you. We are joined by a special guest that some of you may not have heard before, but the greater community of off-road racing most certainly now has. This is a story that is kind of against the odds, but the groundswell that has followed is remarkable. I may not pronounce his name right. I'm going to endeavour to do my best here. Walter Jan van Dijk, welcome to the yeah. Summer Grill. Yeah, thank you. That what? wasn't bad, the, Rusty. That yeah. was all right. Was, was, was it all right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> you went and did Baja on a whim almost, not quite, but but yeah. what the heck were you thinking? Well, not too much, just having a good time. <laughs> so yeah. so take us back. You, you, you and a mate said... Let's go and do this. You bought a bike, I think, on Craigslist, and off you went. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So my mate already had a bike down there. He he done it back in two thousand nineteen, and um, it was sort of trying to figure out if we wanted to do it in a team, the Peninsula Aaron. But when we figured out, it was a bit of a struggle uh, logistically. It's like, why don't you do it Ironman, and then. That's sort of started there. So your, your riding experience doesn't sound like it's necessarily massive, but you have done some key things. Like you did Romaniacs, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah Romaniacs, and I've done um, Erzberg before. Erzberg Rodeo, massive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't finish. Oh, I didn't. Finish Hardly anyone race. does, no, do they? No. Let's be honest. So. But uh, I didn't. I think I ended up checkpoint like ten or something. Not even that far, but should be a bit better now. But um. Yeah, nothing too crazy on the on the history list, but uh, yeah. I like riding. So. <laughs> so, how does the Ironman class actually work at Baja? For those that don't fully understand, like that is just solo on your own. What sort of support crew do you have? What's the process like? Um, well, um, you can buy like fuel uh, free at the race. Mm-hmm. Of yeah, so you need to have a, a fuel crew, and there's a few that do it. Um, and I use Baja pits, and they have a pit stop every 50 miles, so you can fill up. And uh, other than that, yeah, you got to do it on your own. And you can bring as many people as you want, pretty much. But uh, I How many people did you have? Yeah, just, yeah, just, just your mates. <laughs> mate. yeah. Yeah. Um, like, so you bought a bike. So you hopped on a plane from here without a bike. Had you teed up to buy the bike over there, or did you just go over there and go, nah, I'll find a KTM once I get over there? Well, I tried to get one before I went over, but it was too hard, and I think Facebook doesn't let me uh, contact yep. people overseas. Yeah. So I tried to uh, hit up a few mates in, um, in San Diego, trying to find a bike for me, or get in contact, or ring the dudes. And it was quite hard, and then I just left it until I was there, and I think it took me a week to get a bike as soon as I was there. There's, a, there's enough around on Facebook and on Craigslist, but not, you can't get in contact with so, so people. So you, you tracked it down in California, and then you rode over the border to yeah. Mexico with it, is that right? And then you discovered there was a crack in the chassis or something, is that right? What, what was oh, it? yes. Well, we went over the bike... Uh, when I bought it in San Diego, my mate has a beautiful workshop, so we pulled apart and set it up properly. And we knew um, already that you'd need to have the stellar device and that for the race, so we uh, hooked that up properly too. And um, we already had a look at the stuff frame, and we were a bit skeptical. It looked 
like aftermarket or something. Okay. But um, yeah, on the way down with all the saddlebags and that, it must have broke somewhere. I never crashed it. Okay. But um, yeah, it just shook loose from the weight. We are, yeah, we had a look at the subframe and it looked, it might be aftermarket, I don't know. So, so Andrew's talked about, you know, limited support. We've covered off the story that the bike has in itself. Am I right in saying in your class by mile marker 233, one of the first mile markers, you're leading the class? Is that right? Oh, it could have been, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was pretty keen. But <laughs> really? everyone was going that slow. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I guess you need to pace yourself out. And I guess I didn't do that that good. (laughs) (laughs) AVL and I were both saying it is often hard to get um, information uh, in a media sense um, out of the event. What's it like to be a part of? Because it's it's just held in this, you know, it's an iconic thing for people to go and do. What the heck was it like to... Yeah, it's awesome. Like, yeah, it's it's just so cool just wrapping your bike for that long. It's it's quite... um, it's quite a funny race in that sense too because, yeah, you got to be a bit dumb to enter it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because who's going to race 2,000 Ks? Because I'm guessing the safety standards are fairly loose as well, like in uh, terms of like yeah, uh, well, other road, how closed the roads are and oh, what yeah. could be coming the other way or anything like that. Yeah, well, you you got to – it's an open road pretty much. Yeah. And there's cattle and there's – yeah, you, you got to expect the unexpected, that's for sure. Like, people, well, I've never seen anyone coming back the other way, but um, it does happen, yeah. How physically challenging was it doing that race? Um, I mean, it's all one go, isn't it? Like, it's not yeah. like a it's not like a, a, a six-day event or something where you're sleeping and that. This is just get on the bike and ride till you're done. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So I, I did sleep for an hour, but... Um, because on, on, I, I on was, the track, on the way... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, pit stop seven, mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, somewhere around 800 miles, I think. Because I, I crashed it on my hand, and uh, that slowed me down quite quite good. And um, I was after a section in dark and just loose rocky shit. And yeah. I c- couldn't get a pace on. I was doing like 20 miles an hour for probably four or five hours. Yeah. And I wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah. So that's when you decided to take a rest. And yeah, sleep. yeah. I'm guessing yeah. you weren't staying in a four star hotel somewhere. No, nah, no. Nah, right? Yeah, just uh, sleeping in a chair. <laughs> and the uh, guys took real good care of me down there. Mm. Be of good reach bit that was. And um, yeah, they gave me some food and uh, yeah, that was that was good. The noise around it has been remarkable. Yeah. When did you become aware of that and and the impact that it has? had the reach that it has had well yeah it's sank in now definitely <laughs> but um yeah during the race i didn't really know what the go was but um aussies aussies love a story like that we love a story where someone out of the blue that that doesn't necessarily seem like they have the wherewithal uh, or the experience yeah. to do something like this does what you did so I'm not surprised that it's resonated. And are you going to go back and do this again? Is there a plan to go and do this again? Yeah, well, the plan is to do it maybe in two years in a team with my mate. Fantastic. But, um, yeah, who knows? It might be back next year. Okay. <laughs> who knows? Would you like to do a bit more competing even here? I mean, there's, you know, there's an off-road championship um, here. Would you look at doing more stuff or do you just want to focus on doing um, that big race? No, nah, yeah, I'm happy to ride my bike. 
doesn't really matter where. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, do different races. Yeah, we I'm, I'm looking into. Um, someone is keen to get me to King of Hammers in America. Okay, so I might go up there in January, and um, I don't know. I was ended up for Romaniacs again. Hopefully, I'll finish that one in silver this year. And um, yeah, haven't got anything else planned yet. But we we love adopting Aussies in this country. <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. are you with us or are you riding as a Dutchie? What are you doing? Here? <laughs> oh, I like to be an Aussie, but um, <laughs> they might still kick me out of here. Out of here, but um, because it, it is basically home here now for you, is it not? The Australian, you've oh, been, yeah, 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 well, yeah, I, I see it as home, and yeah. uh, I wouldn't want to leave, that's for sure. Excellent, I'll leave for a bit and then come back. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. it's an amazing story, it yeah. is. I think it's the best motorsport story of the year, the, yeah, I agree. And, it's, and it's the story that most people wouldn't have heard of, and that's the most remarkable thing about it. But like, just what a is it? Do you feel like you talk about going back to the US? You know, is it has the attention this has brought to yourself opened some doors? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's only, yeah, we need to see how how open the doors actually are. But, um, yeah, there's definitely that many people contacting me. And, yeah, I guess something good will come out of it, hopefully. So, yeah. That's within the racing scene or the racing community. What about, what about from family and things? Have, have you had some people that have gone far out, you know? What, oh, yeah. Quite what's, the reac- what's that reaction been like? Um... Yeah, good, like, um, yeah, I don't talk about it too much anyways. <laughs> but, um, and now they seem like, what did you do? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're all over the news and, yeah, that's pretty funny. And, like, sort of when you get over there and you're looking for bikes, did you know immediately, like, you wanted the KTM, was it 500? Um, yeah, I was looking for the model 2012 till 15 because that's the same model as my mates too mm-hmm. and so if anything broke down we got the parts yeah he would have been a bit of a trouble coming back maybe but uh you'll <laughs> <laughs> work it out so his bike was along the ride as a donor bike you could take bits off yeah it yeah too. yeah and luckily uh, it was only the filter box cover that we lost because you need to change air filters quite mm-hmm. a bit yep um so I lost that after 800, and I swapped it out with his, and he just taped his up with duct tape. So there was a rumor that you lost your GPS and you were navigating by the stars. Yeah, and nah. Is this is this where the folklore maybe takes over from reality yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit? Oh, I wasn't wasn't seeing any stars, anyways. <laughs> but um, I see a lot of stuff while you while you're driving at night and being awake for that long. But uh, definitely no stars. <laughs> people, people talk here with Fink and things like that about pre-running and, and the benefit perhaps of, of pre-running. doesn't sound like you really did much at all. No, we, so we, uh, because the race was um, reversed to and we had to start all the way down in La Paz, mm-hmm. we jumped on the racetrack on the way down. Oh, so you saw bits of it? You saw yeah, yeah, saw yeah. bits of it. Yeah. But you, well, slowly too, because you're going the wrong way race direction mm-hmm. but it's an open road anyways so you need to mainly um yeah you just gotta watch out for dust and people coming the other way but um we we joined the racetrack a couple of times um just to see what the train is like and we skipped quite a few sections too and i don't know if it was good or bad but we skipped like uh bad sections that i i didn't know what was there but um 
that's the thing. You just got to see it, how you or write it, uh, what you can see, really. But, mm. yeah. I don't think it helps too much, really. Yeah, to be honest. Maybe if you want to go flat out everywhere, but that wasn't the case <laughs> for me anyways. So, yeah. so as well as the 1,000 miles of the event, you rode from San Diego down to the start, down to what was the finish, and then had to ride down to the start and then back up. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I put 100 hours on a bike total in the three weeks. I think three weeks, four weeks maybe. So it was, I think, 48 sort of hours on the bike during the race, 47. And then the rest was just cruising and camping. How rewarding, how knackered, how (laughs) – what did you feel? Oh, yeah, I was pretty knackered by the end of it. <laughs> but um, I didn't even sleep that long after the race. Like, woke up 9 or 10. Woke up pretty good and everything still hurts. But, it like, it hurts until a certain point and then it, yeah, doesn't get any worse. And as long as you can still use the bike, yep. it was all good. So I did see, uh, I think... You were getting stuck into a beer pretty quickly after getting oh, to the finish yeah. line. Someone, someone yeah, yeah, your yeah. stubby there when you were riding. That must have tasted pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Nice cold beer. But um, had enough water during the race. So <laughs> so what happens to this uh, legendary secondhand KTM now? What's, what's oh, your plan with it? I don't know. I guess we'll race it another time maybe. But um, yeah, just sitting down here and ready for another trip. Oh, not really, because it, <laughs> it busted a rim, so I need a new rim. But um, oh, you did have to like I think you pulled the Toby Price trick and zip yeah, tie the tire on at some point. Yeah, you? I think it was um, a New Zealand uh, pit crew that cable tied the front <laughs> wheel. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't coming off, but I guess uh, the cable tie is just a bit of reinsurance that it didn't didn't slip off. But um, yeah, it fully cracked the rim. Because I hit one, so in the wash, there's like uh, hidden rocks and you can't really see them. Oh, well, maybe I could have seen it, but I definitely didn't see that one. <laughs> and it almost sent me over the bars. Um, and that first one split the rim and then I hit it again on the same spot and that like fully buckled the rim. And the because crash where you hurt your hand? What? Oh, uh, it wasn't that bad. It was just... Um, I didn't see, oh, I wasn't paying attention, I guess. But um, just two um, rocks and it sent me like in the corner of the road. Yeah. And it, yeah, sent me, I don't know what it did. But um, I ended up rolling in a cactus too with the other side, with my arm and the other hand. And then around the corner was a few people that took all the cactus out of my hand <laughs> and uh, put new gloves on. Because they were everywhere. And then they kept going, oh, yeah, that's still from that too. To, to people that are watching this that are thinking, far out, I'd like to go and have a crack at that, what would you say to them now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if you want to do it, go for it. But, um, yeah, well, yeah, I guess you need to know what you're doing. But mm. If you reckon you can do it, then give it a try. <laughs> Is it about trying to win the event or is it really just getting to the finish? Like, do you go there and go, I want to finish in X, Y, Z position? Or is the nah. challenge just, 
I want to get to that finish line. Yeah, it was pretty much finishing. And um, apparently I was battling for oh, a good position up until uh, seven, eight hundred, up until when I done my hand. But um, you you won't know anyways. Yeah. You just write your just own race. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just having a good time. Maybe a bit too good at the start. Maybe a bit <laughs> too quick. But um, I was loving it. So, yeah, I... Um, yeah, maybe next time I'll yeah, do something maybe for the podium, but who knows? You, yeah, you just ride your bike and have fun. And Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It's an awesome story, and we're, we're thrilled to get you on the Summer Grill to share a bit more of it, and yeah. um, we can't wait to see what the next chapter brings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully you bring some good, yeah. There you go. <laughs> we're mixing it up for the 2023-24 edition of the KTM Summer Grill. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you check back in on the Speed Cafe website tomorrow morning to see who our next guest is. You could be a winner each episode of the Summer Grill. KTM are giving you the chance to win a bar stool, a mug, and this race-inspired clock as well. So... There's more good reasons to tune in and hear from some of the stars of world motorsport here as a part of the KTM Summer Grill. All you gotta do is click on the link below, fill in your details, and you could be in the running to win.